0: Once again, good morning, and welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. Seven thirty-four. It's going to be a beautiful, hot day out there. Um, it's going to be muggy, so keep that in mind. Hey, Cass, is mm-hmm. he on the phone? He is. Yay. We haven't been stood up. <laughs> We've had two calls today. Mark Alford with us, Congre- uh, Congressman Mark Alford. Welcome to Wake Up Springfield, sir. Well, thank you. Did someone else stand you up? Eric Burleson. Well, mm-hmm. he doesn't what? normally do that, but so something must have come up. He's Well, he's, you
1: know, I talked to him yesterday. He is working on his house, plus working in the district there. So I know he has a lot on his plate, uh, and, he, you know, he's got young children. So he's a dad, he's a congressman, he's a hard worker.
2: So basically yeah. you're saying he slept in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i to take up for my buddy a little bit. <laughs>
2: So Congressman, uh, what's going on in your world over there? What's happening in D.C.? We want to know everything. Give us all the scoop. What do you want to start All right. How about? long
1: do I have? Forty-five uh, uh, minutes. A couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, first off, Chris, Alex, Don, and Cass, I want to congratulate you on the new team. I used to do morning news here in Kansas City for 25 years. I know what it is, uh, how difficult it is to put a team together that, that has a lot of chemistry, that's informative, and that's entertaining. It sounds like you guys have got all the key elements. Now that that's out of the way, Thank you. let me mm. tell you what we're doing, uh, not just here in the district, but in Washington. Of course, a lot of people over the years have called this the August recess. We don't call it that. It's the August in-district work period because we are working uh, for the people of our our district, the 4th Congressional District. Uh, we were just in Sedalia uh, last night for the, the parade for the state fair. Monday, we are putting on a uh, listening tour there. For the Ag, the Farm Bill, the chairman of the Ag Committee, G.T. Thompson's coming down. Governor Parson will be there, uh, Mike who our lieutenant governor, the director of Ag for the state of Missouri, Chris Chen, and three members of the Ag Committee. We are intent on listening to average, everyday people are we at the family farm day there at the state fair about what they want to see in the farm bill. The farm bill comes up every five years. Yeah. It is a major part of legislation. It helps feed our nation, protect our farmers and conserve our land, water and air. And So we've got to get it right. We've got to get it funded and we've got to uh, move on to the next deal in legislation. Yeah. We're also working on fentanyl forums here in the district. We had one up in Cass County. We have a bad fentanyl problem in the state of Missouri. A lot of it has to do with President Biden leaving the border with Mexico open, uh, letting seven million illegal aliens in uh, since he's been in office and allowing deadly fentanyl to come from China through Mexico and up to poison one hundred and nine thousand Americans just last year. That is that is a shame. And if he's not going to do something about it, we're going to have to come together. Uh, on, on a community level, I, yeah. Eric Burles and I are working on a fentanyl forum that's going to be in spring, Springfield by the end of the year. We're going to get people together to try to find some solutions. Yeah.
2: So this is what I want to ask. I mean, so that's a sure. that right there is the going. And you guys are you're not messing around over there. You're talking about the farm bill. You're talking about right. um, the fentanyl deal, the crisis over there. Um, when you, because this is your first year, you know, first term here. You were you went from news to running for office in here. Is it? is you're hitting the ground running. Is this what you thought it was going to be? Like, you know, you're doing the listening tours. You're That's just trying to do that.
1: Hey, I have worked. Look, when I was in high school, I roofed houses in Houston, Texas. Uh, I did landscaping. I've always had two or three jobs going at one time. Uh, I, and when I was in, in television here in Kansas city, I had a custom clothing business. And I did real estate, uh, as well. I have never worked this hard in my life. I had no idea that I would be this busy, but at the same time, I'm turning 60 in a couple of weeks. I have never had this much energy, passion, focus, desire, and inspiration to do anything in my life. And I think God has really put that in my heart that I'm here to make a difference. And I don't know if it's for one term or for how many ever terms I'm going to be here as long as God and the people of uh, fourth district want me here. Uh, but, when I'm here, I am running full bore uh, from in the morning to late at night, serving the people of the 4th Congressional District.
0: That's awesome. And we, we're, we and we appreciate that. I mean, you're just a neighbor to the north of us just a little bit, but you do impact our local economy as well. Hey, I have a question about the Farm Bill, because farming is, is, sure. is something that, I, and I haven't dove into the entire Farm Bill, and, and so please forgive me if I'm wrong on this, Congressman, but... Does the farm bill, I know, I know that it benefits our local farmers, and I think I'm, I'm even reading it just a little bit. It says an advocate for family farmers and sustainable agriculture. Does that include, does Does this also benefit farms that are owned by China investors or Chinese investors?
1: Well, yeah. Hey, it, it does in a way in, when you're talking about crop insurance. Now, uh, for those who aren't in farming, Uh, My brother-in-law farms about 3,500 acres in our district, and uh, I haven't spent a lot of time on this farm. I'm not going to pretend to be a farmer, but I Mm -hmm. kind of know a little bit how how farms work. And my dad was an ag teacher. So um, farmers each year take out a loan from the bank to buy their seed, to buy their fertilizer, uh, to buy equipment sometimes um, to make the farm work. When they do their harvest, when they harvest their grains uh, or their produce, uh, they repay those loans. They cannot get a loan from a lending agency without crop insurance. And that's where the federal government comes in, helping assist with this crop insurance uh, so that farmers can do their business. Without these safety nets for our farmers, they would not be able to do business and would not be able to feed Missouri, our nation, and now our world. And We've got to make sure that those safety nets are there for our farmers so they can do that. I look at a farm bill as a three-legged stool. The safety net for farmers, which must be protected... Uh, 81% of the farm bill this year is going to go into the supplemental nutritional programs, feeding our, our hungry in America. We've got to make sure that the fraud and waste is out of that program as much as possible and get nutrition back in a snap program. That's what the N stands for. And the third leg of this all important stool is that we're good stewards with God's creation. And that's where the conservation issues come into play. There is no better conservator of our land, air, and water than our farmers, ranchers, and producers without those things being healthy, they cannot make great strides and great gains in
2: what they do. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Thank you for what you're doing on there, and I know Congressman Burleson's helping with that as well. And um, I want to I want to ask you this: You know, we you you mentioned sure. before about the fentanyl poisoning, and that that's because our border is wide open. What what's Congress oh, yeah. going to do? What's Congress going to do? Biden obviously does not want to close the border. The Democrats. What are we going to do to um to stop this flow? This, this, I mean, we, we, we talked about this earlier in the week. There's estimates that 7 million people well, have come here. He said that 7 million health. illegal yeah. aliens so, I mean, into that, our sovereign nation.
1: They, they, and, and Biden did this with a wink and a nod before he even took office. You remember that? Yeah. He's like, oh, come on in. The water's fine. Uh, and what has happened is they have, they have totally destroyed what President Trump was doing. I think Trump really had a handle on this, uh, building a wall. Uh, d- deterring illegal immigration and deterring the drug trade from coming over. No, you're not going to stop every single person with a wall, but it is a great deterrent. And when you s- screw the, uh, the immigration system like the uh, current administration has done, the asylum, you know, they've made a, the asylum system a joke. They're they're telling basically anyone just come on in and then uh, go back for your hearing and and people don't show up for their hearings. And that's why you have the problem in New York City now with thousands staying in in hotels there that uh, the Democrat liberal New York mayor is now crying foul, saying, hey, we're going to spend 12 billion people on the 12 billion dollars on these people. We need some help in the federal government. It should not be up to the taxpayers to bail out Biden's stupidity.
0: Yeah, that's true. And and it just keeps getting worse, too. And then and then, you know, we have these big cities, Democrat led cities asking for money to help out with immigration. At the same time, when Governor Abbott says, I'll try to fix the problem myself, the Department of Justice slaps a big old lawsuit on him. So it just.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he you know, he did. He put these buoys out mm-hmm. in the middle of the of uh, the uh, Rio Grande, which he had, I think, had every right to do. Uh, and it's a further deterrent these aren't intended to be traps to entrap people uh, entangle them so that they die but it's a visual deterrent to say hey uh, don't mess with texas i grew up in texas i know that feeling i know that that motto well uh don't mess with texas and greg abbott is intense and serious as others are down there of if the federal government is not going to do its job then texas is going to do
2: it yeah so you know along with that i mean Biden's not doing his job over here. He's distracted. So, to give us some insider information on this Biden crime family syndicate. What's going to happen with this?
1: Well, you've you've hit it right on the head. I I've been calling it the Biden crime family for some time now. This this president is compromised. Uh, I think it's becoming more evident every day. The Democrats, progressive. Uh, The media will say, oh, there's nothing to look at here. There's no evidence. There's evidence piling up every day. Just this week, the bank records that were released that show that $20 million flowed from different uh, oligarchs and rich people in Russia, Ukraine, uh, other countries to have influence over the Biden family that has uh, flowed into some of the 20 LLCs that the Biden crime family has set up as a shell game uh, the shell organizations to funnel money. And, you know, Biden will say, well, or, or, or the media will take up or, or some of the press, uh, will say, well, it didn't flow into Biden's personal bank account. Well, that's mm. not how it typically works. When you're the crime boss, uh, you're helping others benefit in the family. They're paying for things that you would normally have to pay for. Look at the homes that Biden lives in. How do you get that rich and have that many homes and be worth that much money when all you've done is, quote, public service yeah, uh, for yeah. the last 60 years. Listen, you're you right on. It.
2: And I'm going to tell you what, the average person like me, and, and, and Congressman, we've got to get out of here. They're, they're starting to play the, the music. But um, we've been talking about um, term limits. What's your thoughts on that real quickly?
1: Look, I signed a pledge. Before, uh, one of the first things I did when I started running for this office was support a constitutional amendment for term limits. Three in the House. Uh, three terms in the house two in the senate we do not need lifelong career politicians up there making decisions for the average american we need people like you and me who go up there for a short time the way our founding fathers designed it do their job represent the people be the voice for the people and come back home you're here and that's uh, what we're intent on doing
2: congressman if i was in your district you'd have my vote
1: <laughs> hey <laughs> one final
0: quick question and we'll just make it fast do the uh, kansas city chiefs repeat as super bowl champions
1: Yes, they do. Uh, they're finishing up training camp, and uh, you guys need to come up for a game. We're uh, we're going to be, hopefully, go. I try to go at least one game every year. Used to have season tickets. Can't afford that anymore. But, uh, but uh, go Chiefs. Yep.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us today. Hey, when we come back, uh, local ranchers in Utah and Arizona says the Biden administration has been shoving the new Grand Canyon Monument down their throats and how that's impacting them that's up next right here from the K or the KWTO Wake up Springfield